Grace, peace, and mercy be multiplied to each of you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, I want to welcome you to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Minister Marcus Taylor. And as always, it's my honor and my privilege to bring to you the word of the Lord. Amen. And also, I want to say happy Resurrection Day to all of you. Amen. This is a special day. This is we celebrate the, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this particular segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about our Lord and Savior and what he did for us. Amen. So I've entitled this particular message, He is Risen. He is Risen. Our text today is coming from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 7. But I also will make a reference in the book of Luke chapter 23 um, verse 34 but before we get into our our message for today let me go ahead and breathe a word of prayer Heavenly Father Lord we thank you we praise you we honor honor you we glorify your holy name Lord you alone are sovereign holy righteous and just and we can do nothing aside from you thank you Father God for this day thank you for the breath of life thank you Father God for, for sparing us one more day But we also give you glory and honor and praise as we celebrate our risen Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for what he did on the cross for us. Thank you for allowing us to have right fellowship with you. And Father God, I also pray for all the the nurses and doctors and people on the front line risking their lives every day in the midst of this pandemic. Lord, we know that you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us father god and lord we put our trust in you not in man lord you are able to do it and we know that lord with man things are impossible with but with you father god all things are possible Lord, we, we glorify you we praise your name thank you for your grace thank you for your mercy and father god i ask lord that you would comfort the families of those who have lost loved ones in the midst of this horrible virus. I ask also, Father God, that those who have um, financial issues, Lord, some people have lost their jobs, Father God, and, and her lives are being turned upside down right now. Lord, give them the peace and comfort that passes all understanding to guard their hearts and their minds through Jesus Christ. Lord, we know that you can fix everything, Lord. We're not going to be anxious about anything, but as your word said in prayer, with thanksgiving, making all of our requests made known to you. And Lord, we know that the peace that you will give us will pass all understanding and it will guard our hearts and our minds in and through Christ Jesus. Lord, I decrease. I step out of the way and that the Holy Spirit would, would speak and increase. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. These things I pray in Jesus Christ's holy but righteous name. It is so, and amen. As I said before, happy Resurrection Day 2020. Um, it's a little bit different than prior Resurrection Days. And what I mean by that is we have been quarantined, stay in our homes and to um, keep our distance um, to a minimum. 
contact with others outside, you know, to a minimum. Um, so it's not like any other regular resurrection day in the past. I remember as a kid, you know, we had Easter egg hunts and dressed up in our best and said Easter speeches and all the rest of that. But today it's a little different. Churches are, are not open. Sure, there were online services all, all day today. There are probably some still going out over the internet. But as far as actually going to the physical building of the church, the world it was as we know it has been turned upside down. But we have to realize this, that even in the midst of this pandemic, souls are being saved. Lives are being renewed in and through Jesus Christ. I'm not going to say that it's a good thing that we're going through this pandemic. But what I will say is it was a wake up call. And for those who are paying attention or have paid attention, their lives will never be the same if they put their trust in and through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I say to you to this day that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, especially now in the day and time that we live in now, more than ever, you need to get your house in order and know who Jesus is. For tomorrow's not promised. And you don't know if your number will be called. None of us know for sure. But we place our hope and our trust in the one who, as the title of tonight's segment says, is risen. Jesus is risen. Amen. So I want to go ahead and read our text. It's coming from Luke chapter 24. I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. Then I'll jump back to Luke 23, and I want to read verse 34. Amen. The word of the Lord reads, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus and it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this that behold two men stood by them in shining garments verse 5 says then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth they said to them why do you seek the living among the dead he's not here but is risen remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. This is our text for today. I entitled it, He is Risen, because that's the truth. He's not in the tomb. You won't find any bones, you won't find any remnants of Jesus Christ being there. He is no longer in that tomb. So as we look at Luke 24, we see that the people, his followers, those who were closest to him, came down and they brought the spices which they had prepared in verse 1, but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and didn't find the body of Jesus Christ. And it happened again, as I'm in verse 4 now, 
that they were confused. They were greatly perplexed, as the text says, because they were trying to figure out where his body was. Amen. But we here now in our day and time know that Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God and he's no longer in that tomb. We have to realize also that in this particular day and time that we're in, a lot has changed. The world as we know it will never be the same. And I think it's safe to say that in some aspects, it's probably for the best. And when I say that, what I mean is, if you are quarantined, which most of us are and have been, you've spent time with your families, you've prayed more, hopefully you've gotten your word more, hopefully you did some self-evaluation and realize that the things that you thought were important really were not as important as you thought they were. Amen. So now I want to go back and look at Luke 23 and verse 34. And let me give you a little history of what's going on here. In verse 26, um, I'll just start there. It says, now as they led him away, talking about Jesus, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Syrian, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Now what's going on here is he's already been whipped. He's already been scourged. Now he's dragging this cross to the hill. And because of the fact that he had probably lost so much blood, he was probably very, very weak. And he probably fell down a couple of times. So what's happening here is because of the fact that the cross got so heavy um, or that he probably stumbled and felt that the Roman centurions probably picked someone, and they did, this Simon, the, uh, the Serenian, to help carry the cross for Jesus. Now, as we look at where we are in this text, I can't help but to go back just maybe a little bit further. And for the second time, I won't read it, but I'll kind of try to explain it or expound on it a little bit. They whipped and beat our Savior to the point where he was not unrecognizable. And matter of fact, while I do have time, let, let, let's go back to Isaiah. Let's go back to Isaiah 53. So if you have your Bibles, go back to Isaiah 53. We're going to look at what really happened here. And this is also a familiar verse of scripture. Um, we People quote this and preach from this a lot, but it's very, very appropriate for today. I'm going to start at um, verse 3. It says, He was despised, talking about Jesus, and rejected of men, a man of many sorrows. And it says he was acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Verse 4. Surely he borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. 
Verse 5, get this. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The punishment or the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way and the Lord was laid on him the iniquity of us all. Listen to verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet, get this, he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his, declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. Isaiah 55, 53, I mean, is, is another gospel. This is actually another gospel of Jesus Christ. It goes right with where we are in Luke. Amen. Because of the fact that he was bruised for our iniquities. He was, we, as a, we, we esteemed him stricken by God, smitten and afflicted. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of, of our peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, the word says, we are healed. What stripes? Those stripes refer to the lashes that he took for us. And also, if you can't get anything else out of that, realize that even though he went through all of that pain and suffering, it says he opened not his mouth. He knew what he had to do. He knew that he had to conquer sin. He also knew that he had to conquer death. We as believers must realize before Jesus Christ brought us back into right fellowship, we were enemies of the Most High God. So if you can't thank God for anything else, thank you for His Son, Jesus Christ, bridging the gap, restoring the broken fellowship that was severed because of the sins that were laid up on Him. We now are able to come boldly before his throne in reverence, making our requests and our prayers made known to him. I'm grateful for Jesus today for he thought enough of a sinner like me to die for me. Now ask yourself this question, who in your family would literally die for you? I don't think anyone would, but Jesus did. And he did it willingly. It wasn't the fact that he said, he could have just said, no, Lord, I don't want to do this. There's got to be a different way to do this. But he didn't. He came and offered himself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God for the, tra for the transgressions that we have committed. For the sins that we daily commit. 
But I'm also reminded of what it says in 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But that doesn't mean that you have a, a free card to go and sin and do whatever you want to do. Because after acknowledging what Jesus did on that cross and the suffering that he had to endure, why would you even want to do something that goes contrary to what the word of God is actually saying? You should have it in your mind that no, although I may be tempted, although I may struggle with some things, I want to live my life for God to the fullest because it, Jesus Christ died that I might have life. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who now lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I do it by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He gave himself for us. That word gave means pre you present yourself. You hand over. He handed over his life for us. So the least that you can do, that I can do, that we can do, is give him praise and acknowledge what he did on, did on that cross for us. I don't know about you, but aside from the fact that Jesus died, he did it because he loves us. There's no greater love than the love that Jesus Christ displayed on a cross for all to see, being humiliated, being scorned, being talked about, being ridiculed, and not to mention the stakes that were nailed in his hands and in his feet, and a crown of thorns that were mashed on his head. But even in all of that, in the, all that what was going on, Jesus still displayed the love of the Father when he made this statement. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That sends chills through my body because of the fact that somebody would have that much forgiveness in his heart to people who had done so much wrong to him. He still said, don't charge it to them. Charge it to me. So the next time you are, are low in your spirit or downcast, look to the cross. Look to the cross that Jesus Christ bared for us. Because in that cross is your hope. In that cross is your encouragement. In that cross is your joy, your gladness, your peace. Because he defeated sorrow. He defeated being sad. Defeated. All those things had to bow down to our Lord and Savior after he, as the Bible says, and we just read, has risen. I'm grateful that fact that he's not there in that tomb. And I'm quite sure those at that time that thought that, yeah, we finally killed him, 
and all the blaspheming that he was saying that he was the son of God and, and what he could do and he had all the authority now he's dead I wonder how they thought or what they were thinking when they realized that he was not dead that he lives and that he lives eternally all the scheming all the plotting all the evil that they threw at him didn't do anything but make our Savior more powerful and more glorious because he by being raised from the dead and showing all power let the world know man don't have no authority over me I have authority over all this earth and even death itself we say the good news or the gospel of Jesus Christ is his teachings and what he did talking about the kingdom of God and that's true but on this resurrection day the good news is that he being Jesus Christ is arisen and he's no longer in that borrowed tomb I want to refer back to uh, our text and I want to look at verse 6 again this is a statement that we have used quite a bit on today he is not here but is risen that is the good news of this resurrection day and every resurrection day that we have been able and blessed to partake in he's not in that tomb death had no power over him and he's risen that means that evil cannot hold our savior and that means for us that evil has no authority in our lives because Jesus conquered evil conquered sin conquered death so be encouraged be edified be built up in the fact that our Lord and Savior that is risen and sits at the right hand of God is interceding for us telling the Father don't count that sin against them I paid that sin I paid that sin debt on the cross and I'm grateful for that for the Bible says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have. And I'll just say for myself, I don't know about you, but I miss it every day. I don't set out to intentionally miss it every day. But I do. By thought, maybe a word or deed, whatever it is, we, we're human. And we were born in sin. I want to go back and, and quote a passage from, from Psalms 51. Creating us a clean, creating me a clean heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. That's my prayer. But it also says in that in that 51, uh, that 51st division of Psalms, that I was born in sin from the time my mother conceived me. So our sin nature was embedded in us from the time we were born. But again, it doesn't give us a right. It doesn't give us the, the, the free will or the, or the, free, uh, the free card to go and, and commit sin. It's just stating that we are human and that our human nature is to 
sin. But thanks be to God who doesn't give us what we truly deserve. I would venture to say that even in the midst of this pandemic that we're going through, it could have been a whole lot worse. And I'm not making light of the lives that were lost by no means. Again, I pray peace to every family that has had a, had a loved one to die of this horrible virus. But it could have been a whole lot worse because of the fact that this nation has strayed away from God for so long. It's a wonder that God didn't do or allow more to happen to this nation. Not just saying that this is all that is going to be because it could be some more stuff coming down the pike. But even if it does, I have a question for you. Where's your faith? The Bible says in Hebrews that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And even in that same 11th chapter in verse 6, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Where's your faith? Is it in yourself, in your resources? Or is it in the risen Savior? I look at the news not as much because of the negativity that's going on right now. But even before this pandemic hit, I used to look at the news and say, Lord, what is our end going to be? Because we have fallen so short and gone astray so bad. Murders. Drug abuse. Lawlessness. Not obeying authority. Divorces. And again, as I said, I mentioned, or if I haven't mentioned it, I will mention, we took prayer out of school. The educational system is, in, is, is horrible. Why? And you can say what you want. But the reason why it hasn't lived up to what it was supposed to, say, 75, 80, 90 years ago, is because prayer has been taken out of school. I remember when I was in school, each morning we said the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> and at the end of that little speech that we gave, <laughs> one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God was in the midst or the focus of our educational system back then. What has happened? You took prayer out to school and everything just went to pot. We have our own selves, people, to, to be fought what has happened to this nation, to this world. It used to be a, a nation founded on biblical principles and doctrines, but we have decided that we no longer wanted God. And then we have the audacity to wonder why this stuff is happening. To be honest, this stuff probably should have been happening way before now. But God in his grace and mercy just allowed it to happen at this particular time. Let us do a self-examination. Let us get closer to God. Let us pray more. Let us pray together more. 
let us get in our word and read more. If you didn't do anything through, through this time or, or in the midst of this time, get on your knees. Cry out to God. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, turn, seek and turn from your wicked ways. He says, then I hear from heaven and heal, and heal the land. We have a way to return to God. And I believe that that passage in 2 Chronicles 7 is actually a formula that if everyone, every single believer, I mean every last one, if we'd all get on one accord and in our hearts pray that prayer and believe it and stand on it, I believe that God would turn this thing around. But because of the mindsets that are scattered and because of the will of people to do their own thing and because we have been duped into thinking that it's all about us and not about God, because of the fact that we haven't obeyed what the word of God is saying, the chances are we could come together as one. I pray that we come together as one. But can we? come together as one so on this resurrection day i want to encourage you to spend time in your word more i want to encourage you to read your word more but i want you to take time to praise god praise him because it could be a whole lot worse and i know that's not saying a whole lot if, if you had lost your job or you have some loved ones who died because of this it's not making it any easier. But just be grateful and thankful that it's, it's not a whole lot worse. I believe with my heart that we're going to come out of this. But the question is going to be, are we going to come out of this better? Or are we going to come out of this the same as we were when, when this thing started? It should be a changed mindset. It should be a changed focus. It should be goals that need to be reevaluated and recalibrated to the will and purpose of God. Get in your word. Tell as many people about Jesus Christ as you can. Because believe it or not, even in the fact that people are dying because of this, what it's also saying is no man knows when their time is going to be up. I'm quite sure those who have perished had no idea that they were going to die because of this virus or any pandemic like this. So I'm saying all that to say that this resurrection day is a glorious day because it represents our risen Savior no longer being bound by death, but giving us eternal life. But it also is saying to us, wake up and look up. Because our redemption draws near every day. I pray that something was said in this message that will prompt you to want to know more about Jesus Christ. That will prompt you to get on your knees and pray more. That will prompt you to want to read and study your word more. We got a lot of time on our hands right now. No better time to do those things than right now. Amen. 
And I would be remiss if I didn't even offer um, people who don't know Christ. If you're listening and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, now is your time. Today is your day. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord into your heart. Believe on Jesus Christ. Believe that what I've been preaching on to, to you today is the truth. That he died. He was, he was buried. He died, he was buried, and he's resurrected. And that he is a risen Savior, and he's at the right hand of God the Father. Accept him into your heart. And the Bible says that if you do those things, you shall be saved. The hour is dark. But eternity could be a whole lot darker if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. So I'm at the end of this particular podcast, but I want to just encourage you all. Keep the faith. Stand on the word of God. And believe that he, Jesus Christ, is risen. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. And I pray again that something was said that will make those who don't know Christ to want to know more about our Lord and Savior. Amen. Be blessed on this resurrection day. God is good. And stand on your faith. Amen. And amen.